Welcome to the Pokes Cast. I'm Ryan Thorburn, the Wyoming beat writer for the Casper Star Tribune. You can follow all my coverage at trib.com. Follow me on Twitter at by underscore Ryan Thorburn. And I bring in Gags, longtime bachelor, has some news for us. Breaking news on the podcast, Robert, if you want breaking, to share it. Well, breaking news. Uh, recently uh, got engaged and very excited for that. Uh, uh, couldn't be happier and couldn't be more, feel more lucky. So I'm very, very proud and looking forward to what's down the roads. But thanks for that, buddy. I appreciate it and very excited. Very excited. Yeah. Congrats to you and April. It's uh, pretty cool. Um, you know, I've uh, I've been off the last few days because I've also had some personal news. Finally found a house in Laramie to buy and move into. So I've been kind of doing that. And, you know, you kind of hope for there's never a good time to take time off as a sports writer. And, and certainly, you know, with uh, everything going on at Wyoming, it, it it's never is as well. But um, just to catch up, you know, obviously I missed the uh, Wyoming's road game or neutral game at Salt Lake City against Santa Clara, which they lost, but I think played well in from the sounds of it. I listened to it. Uh, Keith Kelly's call while I was moving boxes. Um, you know, obviously, you know, they lose uh, an All-American wrestler to the portal, which, you know, we'll see if that's a sign of things to come with football, you know, with the portal coming open on Monday officially or not. Uh, at the beginning of the week, obviously, Titus Swin was dismissed from the team. So busy news cycle uh, all the time, Robert. Yeah, it's certainly been a kind of a crazy week since we last did this Ryan you know you know the Cowboys coming off the disappointing loss to Boise we recap that very well and then I I don't know you you were there Ryan you know look I think Fresno honestly I think Fresno is the best team in the league right now if I was doing power rankings I'd probably have them number one and Boise a close second but still a second because I really was impressed with with Fresno with Hayner back they just looked they looked really good and I thought Wyoming you know you hear always hear people oh they weren't ready they didn't I don't think it was a matter of that, Ryan. I just think they ran. Maybe they were emotionally out of gas from that Boise loss. I think there's some of that. I think some of that's fair. I just think they ran into a better team, and and Fresno looked the part. You know, it was disappointing, obviously. And you know, now we'll see what happens this weekend. They'll go. Wyoming will go to a bowl game, but then you lose. You know, your leading running back, and the, the whole stuff with Swin was just kind of odd. I mean, not that you know he's going to transfer. You know. First, you know, the news coming out that he was dismissed, you know, for not a violation of team rules, but personal, whatever that the explanation was, I can't remember the exact wordage. And that's, you never like to see that. And it obviously it creates speculation from people. And I understand that, you know, but, uh, you know, I know Titus had mentioned, you know, he had no ill feelings toward the coaching staff or the players and that and that, but you're, you're losing your leading rusher as you go in to your your bowl game so that's that's not good you know I'm just kind of curious Ryan what you thought being there at the game again I know Wyoming was probably emotionally out of gas and maybe in some respects but you know what what were your thoughts because I I thought maybe there was that but I just thought they ran into to me the best team in the conference I think both things are true I think even if Wyoming had pulled out that amazing win over Boise State it would have been a tall task to beat Fresno State on Jake Hayner's senior night and, you know, and I also think Boise State beat Wyoming twice. I think they were beaten before they got out there emotionally and physically. They were missing a long list of players who were banged up. 
And, you know, Titus Wynn was really the only running back they had available that night as far as guys that are normally in the rotation. Um, I think Joy Brosh probably could have got some time in there, but they went with Titus. Obviously, uh, the relationship between Titus and I don't Craig Bowl is was not great at the end of the season. I don't know if that's stems from the the standpoint of he had a career rushing night against Boise State and then in the fourth quarter didn't really get the ball much and they end up losing that. And then, you know, obviously he was having a tough time gaining any traction in their one-dimensional offense against Fresno State. So, you know, being a, a cynical sports reporter, obviously when that new press release comes out, the first thing I, I do is go down to the to the courthouse to see if there's anything, you know, legally is was there a mm-hmm. reason why? And and um, you know, based on what I found, there's nothing recent uh, in terms of Titus Swin and, and the court system that would uh, that would offer up why he was dismissed from the team. I think it's more of a personal conduct. His interaction, from what I've heard with with Coach Bull and the team, you know, since the end of that Boise State game was not ideal, and that doesn't mean some of his frustration isn't warranted. Uh, maybe with how you know the the state of the offense and and just the end of that game but uh you know obviously not a great way for you know only the 12th guy in Wyoming history to have a thousand yard season he's he's really had a great you know two years for Wyoming obviously opted out in 2020 I wrote a story about that and that had to do with you know personal his personal family situation with COVID-19 and quite a battle there so you know, I just think it's unfortunate. Um, I don't think it's the end of the world. I think Titus, his original plan, which his mom, you know, enforced on him was that he would be at Wyoming for four years. He was obviously opted out in 2020, but he's still, you know, taking classes, uh, going to get that degree. And then his original plan this summer was to go to the NFL draft this year. Uh, he could still do that. My guess would be that he'll uh, do like Xavion Valaday and try and move up to a power five program and see if he can prove himself at that level. But uh, his days at Wyoming are over um, besides final exams. So a uh, really unfortunate situation there. Cause I think he is uh, kind of a, a different cat, but I think in, in his heart, a good person. So I don't know. Um, it's just unfortunate that that situation happened and ended on a sour note with the program. Yeah. You know, no doubt, you know, he's been fun to watch, you know, he, has a, a unique running style on the field, Ryan. I think you could agree with that. I mean, he's one of the hardest runners I remember seeing at Wyoming in a, in a, in a long time. You know, uh, the the leaping and sometimes the the running upright scares me because he takes some hits. But man, he's he's a powerful cat. I mean, he can he can take a lot of that. I certainly have enjoyed uh, watching him play. You know, when I covered the team, he was fairly new, so I didn't really get a chance to talk to him much. Um, he's a very charismatic young man. Um, a very driven young man, a very strong young man, both, you know, mentally and physically, I think, and certainly wish him the best. And um, we'll see what happens. We'll find out this weekend, Ryan, where where the Cowboys go bowling. I'm not sure what you've been hearing on that. Um, you know, we'll see what happens with the Mountain West Championship game and where some of those chips fall. My, my, my gut tells me, you know, a lot of people are, or a lot of the speculation out there from the national guys is, is the potato bowl. I don't think they're going to go back there again, Ryan. I think no chance. there's there, these bowls don't want teams there every year. Not that they didn't enjoy, don't enjoy having Wyoming there. My guess is maybe, uh, maybe Arizona 
maybe New Mexico. It's been a while. It's been since 2011 since they've been to the New Mexico Bowl. That's an easy trip for Wyoming. They tend to, you know, go down there. We'll travel well there. My gut tells me New Mexico. I don't know what what are you hearing? What is what are you what do you think about that? I think it's going to be the Arizona Bowl, and uh, I know that Tom Berman and the administration want it to be the Arizona Bowl. They had a great experience there three years ago. There's a lot of alumni down there, so mm-hmm. you know they'll have a nice fan base, even if people don't. Not as many go down from from Wyoming. Maybe I, I know one person told me uh, after the Titus win game, he's like, "No passing game." No running game, no bowl game for me. So some people are a little bit down about the offense right now. But I think Arizona Bowl is what the administration wants. I think probably a lot of players would like the New Mexico Bowl because it's before Christmas and then you you know you would have Christmas off, that sort of thing. Uh, I think it'll be one of those two. My guess is the Arizona Bowl. I think New Mexico Bowl really wants Air Force. I don't know that they'll get them because they've never had them, but – they would definitely like uh, Wyoming as plan B if Arizona does not choose them. So um, we'll find out here probably this weekend, but I, I'm, I'm saying uh, book a non-refundable or book a refundable flight to Arizona if you're really interested, because I think that's where it's going to be. Gotcha. Yeah. It wouldn't be bad. I remember when they went there, I didn't cover that game, but it was, did have a good experience. I remember a lot of fans, you know, and even here seeing some of the pictures, even though it's, it's Tucson, Arizona. It can get a little chilly there that time of year. So, uh, but probably not as chilly as here. So I'm not certainly trying to make light of that, but, uh, but Hey, you know what, Ryan, they're, they're going to go to a bowl game. And I know a lot of fans, you know, seeing just what some, a lot of the feedback, not from everyone, you know, they're kind of sick of, you know, six, seven wins in these, these bowl games, but, you know, based on what this team faced, I mean, it's a, still a heck of an accomplishment. And hopefully, I guess what I'll be curious, no matter where they go, is just how they approach it. Ryan, you've covered this sport long enough, you know, even at the highest level, at the Power Five level with at Oregon and even C- at Colorado, where, you know, sometimes you get into these bowl games and sometimes, you know, maybe expectations were a lot higher and you're a little disappointed where things end up or even vice versa. The thing I've been impressed with Wyoming, really, not just under bowl, but under all their coaches when they've gone to bowl games they've they've approached it the right way now that doesn't necessarily mean they always won you know but they embraced it the the, the kids seem to embrace it and to me that's what it's for it's for these players it's a reward for these players um honestly and I don't mean to sound too crass about this I don't care what fans think in you know this is for the players hopefully you know fans want to go enjoy support the team that's fine but if they don't that's that, that's fine too you know but I'll be interested to see how this team you know, wherever they go, how they approach it. I, I've been impressed how Craig and his staff have, have um, kind of implemented things, how they've kind of game planned it. You know, they, they've always gone in and they've gone in prepared to play. And more often than not, they've won. Um, I'll be interested with this, with the makeup of this team and what's gone on. I'll, I'll be very curious of that moving forward. Yeah, and obviously uh, starting at running back, you know, we mentioned Joey Brosh. You know, he had one start spot start this year, but he hasn't really had a lot of action um, DeWine McNeely's hurt right now. Maybe DeWine can come back and, and kind of set the tone for next year when, you know, there's an opportunity for him to be the lead back. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sounds to me like DQ James has done for the year with his injury, which is unfortunate. Uh, another great kid with, you know, a great story. And unfortunately we saw glimpses of how special he could be that Hawaii game. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I don't think he'll be available for a bowl game, unfortunately. So, uh, 
you know, we've talked about it all year. This is one of the youngest teams in the country. We expect the bulk of it to be back. So I think they're in this to win it. I think they're in it to get the practices in. I think they're in it to win it after that Fresno State game. You know, Easton Gibbs, you know, was real, really thankful after that game that that was not the end, that they really want to end it on a different note. Um, you know, Brett McMurphy, who tracks the Bulls pretty well, has lined up uh, Wyoming against Toledo in this Arizona Bowl. You know, it's just a projection, but that would be a heck of a matchup. Toledo's a, a really good MAC team. I know uh, Wyoming dominated the MAC last year, and 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 you know, it's at least it's not the Potato Bowl against a MAC team. Let's put it that way. Um, but my question is, being such a young team and 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 everything with the rules where you can play in four games and, and still redshirt. If I were Wyoming, and you really like. LJ Richardson, this true freshman running back from, from Omaha or the Omaha area, who was a big gift for them in last year's recruiting cycle, I would get him ready to play. I mean, why not? Uh, see what he can do behind this veteran offensive line. You know, maybe you start Joey Brosh, maybe McNeely's healthy, but, you know, clearly he's going to have to be ready to go as a backup. So I think if you could get some players like that on the field that, you know, or you think are going to be in the mix next year. I'm, I'd love to see a Jalen Sargent sighting. Um, mm-hmm. I'd like to see Alex Brown healthy and see if Peasley can connect with him the way that Jaden Clemens did that one time. Um, and this should be a tone setter for next year. Uh, and I'd like to get into next year at some point in, in a few minutes. Maybe we can do it right now, but I know that it's disappointing the way things ended. Wyoming, you know, lost to Boise State in a questionable play call situation at the end of the game with a chance to take the lead in the Mount Division at the end of the season. And obviously they were blown out uh, by Fresno State. It's very disappointing. But at the same time, Wyoming finished second in the Mountain Division. They they beat Air Force. They beat Utah State, the two teams they're tied with in the standings there. And they're going to return the bulk of this team and next year, if you look at that schedule, home game against Texas Tech, home game against Appalachian State, um, obviously a tough road game at Texas, but Texas is not Alabama, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that Wyoming is going to a New Year's Six Bowl next year. I'm saying they have the schedule to do it, and it could be an exciting year if they ever do live up to those expectations like the uh, the 2021 team had. Yeah, I think you look at the future, you're right. And again, we don't know what the offseason is going to hold. We don't know what, you know, the portal is going to look like. You know, we've talked about it, Ryan. It, it, it doesn't appear, and you have a much better gauge of this, obviously, being around the team. I don't know if we're going to see the 15 players we saw going to the portal like we saw last year, at least if you do it among the top line guys that they have, you know, so – but again, that's just kind of an unknown that's going to go into any offseason now. I think that's just the 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 world we're in with with the portal. But you would think, yeah, this is a there's a lot to be optimistic about. You look, you mentioned the non conference uh, slate. Uh, you know, those are two pretty good non conference home games for this team. Those aren't always games you get. I mean, Texas Tech's a Power Five team, and you know, um, they're in a Power Five conference. Play good football in App, App State. You know, is some belt, but they're among the you know top you know, group of five programs out there or has been, you know, over the last five or six years. So that's exciting, you know, you know, but I guess, you know, what 
what steps, assuming Ryan, like you just said, you know, you have a lot of these guys coming back, see what the recruiting class does, what they bring in. Do they take the next step? You know, I think a lot of us, a lot of people were surprised about the progression this team made this year. So what's, what is the next step? Can they make that next step? You know, and I'll be, I'll be very curious and, the ball game stuff is very, it's a very good point that you made, Ryan. And, and honestly, they may have to do that, not just to see what these guys can do. They might have to just because of the numbers, you know, if depending on who's available, who's healthy, who's not. And you're right with the retro rules that it is, you know, get those guys ready. It doesn't mean that the Richardson kid has to start or, or whatever. You mentioned the receivers, you know, Brown's been hurt. Cobb didn't, Cobb's get hurt in at Fresno, right? Or at some point. So. You might have to play these guys. You may not have a choice, and it's just you know a benefit of getting these guys ready. And maybe if you know if they go to that Arizona Bowl, Ryan, they get a few more practices in. You know, maybe that helps them a little bit to bring these guys along and or get them ready. You know, to you know as much as they can to get them ready. Maybe that would be a blessing in disguise to get some of these things you know looked at, ironed out. I don't know, ironed out, but at least looked at and. uh you know, they just may have to, whether it's like, well, yeah, let's take a look at these young guys. You know, we don't have to burn a year if we play them, but they may just have to do it out of necessity. They may not have a choice in the matter. Yeah, it all starts up front. And, you know, I think Cole Goodbow was a player who, if he would have been healthy all year and played to the level he was playing at, probably would be moving on to the NFL. My guess is he'll be back now. Mm-hmm. So if you have Goodbow and Burton Oli and, you know, Devon Harris and, you know, you get Sebastian Harsh. I mean, it starts with some pretty nice pieces up front on the defense that you have Easton Gibbs coming back, you know, the secondary, you hope Cam Stone and company all come back. I mean, like you never know about the poor, but if these guys all come back, they're going to have a, on paper, a special defense offensively. uh, I think Frank Crum's planning on exhausting his eligibility you love the development of Jack Walsh and Emmanuel Pregnon and and uh, et cetera. So they have some nice pieces to start with. I think the key to next season, you know, when I asked Andrew Peasley after the Fresno State game if he was going to come back for his final year, and he said yes, kind of a mixed result, mixed emotions, you know, the response on Twitter to that. Um, I think he's got to pick it up and be more consistent next year. You know, or I I don't think Wyoming will do it, but there's going to be more quality quarterbacks in the portal than places to land. Maybe you bring in a guy to compete for it. I don't know. I doubt they would do that. Uh, you know, they brought Peasley in last year. They brought Evans Vavoda out of the, you know, a transfer from, from junior college last year. So I don't see them adding a quarterback, but, you know, Peasley's got to pick it up and really take the reins next season. I would seriously consider trying to get wide receivers that, you know, for whatever reason have left power five conferences looking for more catches or, uh, you know, even the the Colorado state receiver that's going into the portal. Uh, I think they need to upgrade the wide receiver position and get some more playmakers to help Peasley. You know, and that'll be interesting too, Ryan. You saw obviously, well, I mean, went to the portal last year with Peasley and, you know, some of the defensive backs they got, you know, Again, I don't think you build your program with through the portal, just like you don't do it through junior college transfers or, or this or that. But obviously, you 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 augment your program with those things. So where does Wyoming go from there? You're right. Do do they look at a at a maybe more seasoned quarterback to 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 compete? Do they look at running back? You know, you mentioned wide receiver. Absolutely. You know, where do 
where does why and every year is probably going to be different you know as far as you know personnel you lose and stuff like that but you know we a lot of people are always concerned and and i get it you know what's who's going to go into the portal and who are they going to lose? Well, who are you going to gain? Who possibly could you gain? And how's Wyoming going to approach that going into this off season? I don't know if it'll be quite as much as last year, but I think they'd be foolish not to at least look at it. And I'm sure they are, but uh, that's another thing that'll be interesting to see where they, what they do with that. Yeah. I would caution fans not to overreact to any portal news. I've, you, you recall last year when the basketball guys went in the portal guys that, really didn't play or contribute and then they replaced them with three power five guys and obviously Wyoming's basketball program isn't flying like we thought it would be due to injury but I've heard that there's going to be some of that this year with the portal on football side where some guys that are not contributing are not in the plans are going to be hitting that portal just looking for somewhere to land and they're going to be upgrading that's what I've heard so right I would caution people not to panic unless it's, uh, you know, a starter that they're depending on, a Cole Goodbow or something like that, then that's disappointing. But there's there's depth there. So one more thing before we move on about just the future and that schedule. Wyoming will have seven home games next year and five road games. So, um, you know, I'm just I'm just setting it up. People hate when I uh, <laughs> write, write previews and get everyone excited and then they don't live up to them. But uh, I should note that, uh, you know, I said before this last season that they might be six and six ish, but a much better team. And I think at seven and five, I think that it's a dramatically different result than what happened last year. Absolutely. And I, I, and I think you're right. I know that, you know, the last couple of weeks have been disappointing for the Cowboys. Um, Got wrenching at times, just shake your head at times, but I agree, you know, it's not just a better record. Um, but I agree. I think they're a better team, you know, whether it's, um, you know, I, I guess you could look at the numbers and you could maybe you could probably argue that a little bit. But as you mentioned with, you know, as far as the chemistry and, you know, the culture, what whatever, you know, again, I know those terms get used widely these days, but I, I agree with you 100 percent. I think they're they're better off Um now, you know, let's see if they can continue that. Let's see if they can build off of off a bowl game, see what you can do there. Enjoy the experience. Uh Hope the kid, you know, the players can enjoy it. See if you can build off that. See what you maybe have, and then work, and then continue building or continue growing, so to speak. Um, so there's there's a lot of things to be excited about, a lot of things to be optimistic about. But understand, there's a lot of leeriness, there's a lot of uncertainty, so to speak, going in. But like you said, that that's also part of the the, the college football landscape. I think there's always going to be a certain amount of uncertainty now with the portal and everything else going on. I that, I think that's just part of the game. Yeah, I mean, there is one big issue, I think, looming over everything as well. Uh, Craig Bull is entering the final year of his contract. So does he want to get an extension? Uh, Does he want to announce that this is his last year? I mean, I don't know the answer to that, but I know that you don't, you know, they don't have a lot of spots for recruiting. They're going to have a small recruiting class, but oftentimes recruits want to know, you know, what the head coach is you know, next three, four years entails. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't want to lose a Jay Savell because he's worried about, you know, Wyoming making a change in a year, that sort of thing. So, you know, maybe Craig's already lined that out with Tom Berman. I don't know. Berman's been busy with the uh, college football playoff selection committee. Maybe they have something, an agreement or a a plan verbally, but uh, 
that's just something to keep in mind. Um, you don't see a lot of coaches going into the last year of their contract this day and age. So uh, that'll be interesting. Uh, sp- speaking of building and growing, let's talk about uh, Gag's November Mountain West football picks. Last nice. week you were five and one. To, that puts you at nineteen and five in November, and uh, I was three and three. I'm fifteen and nine, which is normally good, but <laughs> well off your pace. What kind of beer do you want? Uh, I, I trust your judgment, buddy. Uh, you know, you have good taste in just about everything. So I, I trust your judgment. Surprise me. It's the holidays. Surprise me. <laughs> Sounds good. So we have one more to pick. Um, we can do the Bulls too, I suppose. But uh, one more Mountain West on Mountain West game to pick. Fresno State plus three at Boise State. Mountain West Championship game. I believe it's 2 p.m. on Fox on the Blue Turf. Fresno State went 7-1 and one in league play. Boise State 8-0. These are clearly the two best teams. I think that's the next step for Wyoming. I think they made progress beating New Mexico, which was a bugaboo, uh, winning at Hawaii. They're beating the bad teams, including their rival, Colorado State. And they did beat Air Force, which is a good team. But that's the next step to beat the, the winning teams in the Mountain West consistently. That's how you get to the top, obviously. So... Um, I'll let you go first since, uh, you're the king of this, uh, like I said, Fresno plus three at Boise, both teams playing well, two best teams, two best quarterbacks, probably the two best pass rushes. This is, this is going to be a good game. And you look at the numbers, you know, I've seen some numbers flash this week. They're very similar. They can score, they can score points. They hold teams down. They do lots of things well. You know, it's it's hard to bet against Boise on the blue. I mean, you know, they don't lose there very often. But I think the last time these two teams played in the Mountain West Championship game, it was in Boise and Fresno beat them in, in the snow. And I don't know what the weather's going to – I just really like Fresno right now, Ryan. I think um, – I don't know if I'll outright pick them to win, but I just, you know, I just like them right now. Not that I don't like Boise. I think they're – you know, they went undefeated in this league. Say what you want – that's hard. I don't care what league you're in. That's, that's hard to do after the way they started. And, you know, the the green kid of quarterbacks just really picked them up. Um, But I like Fresno. I like, I like Jeff Tedford. I like how he approaches these types of games. I think, you know, the, the green green is such a fun, young, dynamic quarterback, but Hainer's a, is a veteran, you know, and I think this is why he wanted to be at Fresno to play in games like this. So I like the Bulldogs at least to cover this, um, I certainly wouldn't be surprised if Boise wins it because they always find a way to win, but I like Fresno here. I just really like the way the Bulldogs are playing. Yeah, I agree with all of your points. Uh, I'll take Boise just because it's on the blue turf. It looks like it's going to be about 36 degrees with no precipitation. So shouldn't be too much of an issue for the Bulldogs. And, and like you said, they beat them in the snow before sometimes California teams. I think you probably covered the San Diego state Mountain West Championship win at Wyoming. Sometimes they they revel and get up for it because they don't get to play in those conditions as much as as the uh, Mountain team. So, uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised at all if Jake Hayner's the MVP of this game and and they win it. But I'll take Boise since they're at home. Um, they're getting giving three, and that's all because of the blue turf. So it, it's an even matchup. I'll take Boise State uh, to cover that and get the win. Um, you know they're probably thinking that they're auditioning for the Pac-12. You know, we don't know what's going to happen with the Pac-12. Obviously, uh, USC and UCLA are planning to leave in 24. They're trying to come up with a new TV deal. 
it'll be interesting to see if if the streamers and the TV execs tell the Pac-12, yeah, there's a couple Mountain West teams you could grab to add value, or if what they're going to do exactly. Maybe they try and steal a Big 12 teams. It's all up in the air, but I would think that San Diego State would be the number one candidate to move up there. And if they want an even number, I, I would think Boise State would be up there as well. But I just don't know if the presidents of the Pac-10 it's going to be would really embrace the academic side of that. But we'll see what happens. They might not have a choice anymore with football driving the bus. They may not have a choice. And maybe, you know, after losing after losing what they're what they're going to lose, maybe the academic side of things don't don't play. I don't know. You're right, Ryan. It's hard to tell. Obviously, yeah, I think San Diego State makes the most sense. You know, Fresno, I guess, in a way does because it's California, but I just, I don't know. We'll see. I, that, that stuff's, you know, it's hard enough to pick these games. It's hard enough to predict what's going to happen in college football, or, you know, conference expansion or detraction. That's, 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 that's tough. That's like predicting. That's like me doing my taxes. That's, that's a, that's a nightmare waiting to happen. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So we'll have to wait and see on that. Um, before I get you out of here, just let's touch on basketball briefly. Um, you know, Wyoming's three and four right now. Grammy K. Jeff Lender said doesn't expect him back till January. Uh, Hunter Malonado obviously did not get out of concussion protocol as Jeff was hoping earlier in the week and did not make the trip to Salt Lake City and they lose to Santa Clara in overtime. It sounded to me like that was their best performance of the year, though. You had Noah Reynolds score 25 points off the bench. You had Max Ogbonk-Polo, who I thought maybe was in the doghouse, you know, when Jeff was talking about shortening the rotation and and, and going with guys that only cared about the front of the, the uniform. I was a little worried about Max, but he comes in, plays really well as a starter the other day. That's a good sign because I think he's very talented. Uh, Jeremiah Oden made a big three and also missed a big three down the stretch, but at least he has, you know, the confidence to take those shots right now with the stars out. So I would be more encouraged than discouraged about that Santa Clara game. Um, but they need to turn it around quickly and they have Grand Canyon, the preseason whack favorite at home on Saturday at the double a, a uh, good place to start with this three game homestand. You got to get, get it rolling soon, regardless of who's out. Yeah, you know, and hopefully, you know, we talked about this last week, Ryan, you know, until they get their full complement back, you just, you know, you, you do what you got to do to to put yourself in the best position to win games and be competitive. I think Jeff Linder and his staff are doing that. Was encouraging, I guess, discouraging in the fact with the Santa Clara game, because Wyoming really led for most of that game and then just couldn't couldn't finish it off. So, yeah, that's discouraging. But I think you get efforts like that, you're, you'll you take that. Um but we'll see. Hopefully Maldonado comes back, gives them, you know, not just what he can do on the floor, but obviously the sense of leadership there. Um, you like to see that. But maybe, Ryan, and we'll, this, we'll, we can only know this when January or even February goes on, assuming, you know, EK comes back and Maldonado's – I don't think Maldonado's going to be out till then. But, you know, you get your full complement back. Maybe this this tough time is really going to help Wyoming, unless you can only hope so, because other guys are getting – playing bigger roles, playing more minutes, and maybe that, that you know, age you down the road. Because, yeah, it's disappointing, especially with the expectations that the Cowboys are three and four right now. But it matters what you're doing in February and March. And even with all the hype, Ryan, just because Wyoming, and again, I understand the disappointment with it, but even though, you know, what Wyoming did last year and all the hype and all this, they weren't guaranteed to go to the NCAA tournament just because of the hype and all the expectations, all right? You know, let's see what they do when it when the games really count in in 
in, in you know, Jan, when conference play starts in January, March, you know, February and into, in, into March, and hopefully they'll get better. But, and I don't know, maybe this will be a wild card, Ryan, because I have not been to a Wyoming men's basketball game as a fan since I was a sophomore in college. And AK, that was a long time ago. Uh, I'm going to the game on Saturday as a fan. Um, hopefully I'll remember even how to get around the double A just to find my seat because I haven't, you know, so maybe that's a turn. Maybe that'll, maybe that'll change their luck a little bit. So no, no pressure coach Linder or any of the other guys, but uh, um, we'll see. But yeah, Grand Canyon will be a good test and um, you know, we'll see, you know, the, the growing process for this team and the way this team is right this minute will continue and they better be on their A game because Grand Canyon's certainly more than capable. Yeah, the good news for Wyoming is the Mountain West is having a fantastic non-conference run outside of Wyoming and Fresno State. So obviously San Diego State's ranked and has played a list of good teams. They were at the Maui Invitational. Uh, Colorado State has Isaiah Stevens back early from his injury. Uh, you know, and you look at like New Mexico is undefeated and, and they have some quality wins. Utah State's undefeated. Um you know, there's just Nevada's a lot. Had, yeah, Nevada's had some good wins. Nevada, so and even the bottom of the league, Air Force and San Jose State are are winning. So there's going to be opportunity for, you know, 12, 14 quality wins. And then when you play San Jose State and Air Force, it might not hurt your computer ranking because they're having a good non-conference as well. So uh, it's not over for why. I mean, if you win this league or finish second or third in this league, November might not matter as much as it would in a normal year because of the strength of the conference. So it's it's not over if you can circle the wagons and get your boys back. Absolutely. So we'll see what happens. Nice, it would be nice to see Maldonado back. You know, cushions are tricky. You know, certainly don't want to rush him, but it would be nice to see him back and just see this team get a victory. You know, it's 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 weird, Ryan. You you're, you're there. It's just been these last couple of weeks victories or whether it's actual wins, wins and losses in, in matches or games, or just, it just seems like it's been a long time since Wyoming's got any kind of victory, moral or not. <laughs> it's I think it's time for some good to happen for them. Yeah, I, I think they, uh, they definitely deserve some breaks in March after what happened in November. You know, I think Wenzel's hurt now, so we'll see. Um, Robert, thanks again for your time. We will, uh, uh, break it down next week. Um, it's a big week for for Wyoming men's basketball with three home games and obviously the Mountain West Championship. And we'll find out um, where Wyoming's bowl site is going to be and, and go over that. So uh, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. Tell a friend and we will talk to you next week. Thanks, Gags. Thanks, Ryan.